You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is the other host of this show, Zach. Just Zach Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It's good to be back after the week break we took. I do. I'm. I'm. I'm excited. Yeah. Nice, relaxed, refreshed, ready to get into some more wrestling this week. Hell yeah! Uh, we got a good lineup this week. Quite so, quite so. Uh, I'm I'm not sure who picked the majority of the matches for this one because it was so long ago. Uh, but, uh, I believe it was you. Okay, and I think I picked Joe Lando versus Star- versus Sapphire Reed versus Danny Black from UKPW in a triple threat match. Yep. And I picked Ashley Vox versus Kaya McKenna from Women's Wrestling Revolution from I believe it was from Borscht at the Beach. Yes, I believe you are correct, and. uh... If you pick those matches, then the only one left that I could have possibly picked was Fred Yehai versus Daniel Garcia at AAW Pro. Ooh, that sounds like a technical wrestling uh, dream match, huh? Spoiler alert, it most certainly was, it and is. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little later, though. I believe we are starting off with this triple threat match from UKPW. Yes, so uh, this match had more context in it than I initially thought it was going to have, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so currently, the going to this match, Joe and Danny are in a feud with each other, which is likely going to end in their upcoming third match against each other, I assume, for the title, because Danny is the UKPW Interregional Champion. Sapphire mm-hmm. seems like she's been thrown here probably because of a mixture of how well she's done in recent matches, and also because, you know, spice things up with the, between these two. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, sounds about right. So as a result, when the match starts, Danny and Joe like get right in each other's faces and like completely ignore Sapphire. Sapphire is quite literally the meme of the which guy. is bullshit, by the way. She's literally the meme of the person standing at the party in the corner with like the cup in their hand, going like, "They don't know I'm in this triple threat match." Yeah, and reasonably, as Mikey said, this is bullshit and it pisses her off. So she walks up and shoves them both to get their attention. And well, I mean, she got their attention. <laughs> They tag not, team not in a great way. the shit out of her by they double arm drags. Danny locks her in a Muda lock. Fucking Joe lines her up, runs the ropes, drop kicks her in the face, pushes her to the outside. <laughs> Distraction removed. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. Uh, after this, though, the that was just so rude how they just were like. These two hate each other, but they were willing to put their differences aside just to say "fuck you" to, sa- fuck to you, Sapphire. Get the fuck out of here! You're not involved with this. Not you. Get out. Uh, this alliance then immediately crumbles. <laughs> These two <laughs> go right back at each other. Except this it was time, never meant to last long. Oh no! They trade strikes. They start to like flip at 
flip and counter each other. Like, it's a full fucking circus actor as the two of them try to outdo the other one. But they're both evenly matched, so neither one really gets an advantage by the end of it. Yeah. So they're just staring each other down some more, and in comes Sapphire to take advantage of the situation. Um, where she actually uses Joe as leverage to get up on the top rope. She runs the ropes then for a little bit, jumps mm-hmm. off the rope. Hurricane Rana's Danny... Danny into Joe as he's reeling from her using his arm to jump up. With a spear, yes. which was awesome. Spears, so Danny then spears Joe. She then dominates the two of them with running strikes in the corner to keep them there until Danny eventually throws her back into said corner. And after forming her in the face, he throws her towards Joe, but she counters it by ducking Joe and throwing him into Danny. At this point, the triple threat has actually gone to full swing. The alliance that was there for a moment is gone because as Sapphire is just shown, she ain't the one to fuck around with. Yeah. She ain't the one to fuck around with. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. She gave it. She was getting attacked at the beginning by both of them. Mm-hmm. Came back and was like, "All right, y'all want to play? We'll play." Yep. So after <laughs> and just fucked him up. Yeah, absolutely fucked up. So after throwing Joe into Danny, she proceeds to take out both of them with individual German suplex, and then one German suplex that takes them both out. Because if I recall correctly, I think it was Joe grabbed Danny. Danny couldn't really do it much, and she lifted them both up and slammed them into the mat. Mm-hmm. Awesome with the spot here. Uh, this just leaves them both her, Joe and her in the ring, and Danny on the outside because he took, as I said, the majority of that suplex. With Joe and Sapphire being the only two left in the ring, brutally, Sapphire just keeps battering Joe with forms as he is clinging to the ropes. As, as I said, he just took a German, a double German, basically. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But when she finally gets J- him to move, he counters it with an insecurity to the side of her head. And then after this, because she's now stunned, he's able to snapmare her and drive his knee into her back with a modified surfboard hold. She does, as I, as Mike and I have gone through, she, she is sturdy and is not going to go down easily, so she actually gets to her feet. So he then suplexes her and just continues beating her down where, while also knocking Danny off the apron whenever he gets up. And, like, it's just this cycle where, like, Sapphire is resiliently trying to fight back into this match, but Joe is just beating her ass honestly and yeah and then whenever black tries to also get into the match joe is also like no get out get out fuck off so eventually after driving her into the mat with a falcon arrow joe starts to mockingly kick sapphire in the face which as we've gone over many times in the show is the classic blunder of anyone such a bad idea all it does is fire the the person that you're doing it to up which it does yep i'm gonna say the trend does not change here folks Mm -hmm. Once she gets to her feet, she unleashes a flurry of forearms into her face while with, before withstanding a meaty strike from him and then stunning him with an enziguri. And as Sapphire then crumples and falls out of the ring, like rolls out of the ring to get her berries, you can just see, just in the background, you can just see Danny climbing to the top rope. And as Joe turns around, Danny just wipes him out with a diving crossbody. Incredible. I just thought of... That was a huge crossbody. Yeah. I was... I, I was... Yeah, it was good height. I like the fact you just see him just in the background, just like, mm-hmm. can't knock me down now, motherfucker. Yeah. With a series of kicks, Danny then knocks Joe back to the corner, and he just beats him down with a running forearm. Uh, and when Joe counters him and tosses him into a corner, Danny uses the turnbuckle to leap towards Joe and then double stomp him to the mat. Yep, uh, which was sick. Great spot. He then knocks Sapphire as off the ropes as she gets up, while also hitting Joe with a rolling kick before slamming him backwards with a uh, dragon suplex. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to get to uh, get back into this at this point, Joe actually stops a pump handle slam by Danny with a strike. And following this, he then catches a kick from him, trips him back onto the mat, and g- 
gives him his own double stomp instead. Mm-hmm. At this point, Sapphire has gotten back into the ring, and she takes Joe out with a European uppercut from the second rope. However, Which was awesome. Unfortunately, she gets knocked down by another rolling kick from Danny, which then leaves them all laid out in like a like in the ring. And if- this match is so it's so lucha. Oh yeah. It's so lucha. Like the action is all over the place. They're always doing something. They're all flying around. Mm-hmm. There's arm drags galore, crazy double team spots. This match is just like it's a great example of uh, it's a great example of, like, a Lucha triple threat, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just so fast-paced. Everyone's reversing each other. Every, there's always something going on. It's, yeah. This this one just felt so action-packed. And we're not even done yet. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a really... They really packed a lot into this match. And I appreciate yeah. that. I also appreciate, side note, because I've got a chance to mention it. I appreciate how much this crowd was behind Sapphire because in a situation mm-hmm. like this, it's really easy to only focus on the two main guys and the third one being who, who the have the third match wheel. coming up, to, who have their match, their their round three match yeah. coming up tomorrow, and then the third person being the third wheel. That's kind of like just to be there to be an interesting twist. Like they actually seem like they really wanted Sapphire to win this. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. It gave like this match a dynamic of like, okay, all three got all three competitors here are over in their own way and quite good. Mm-hmm. I think I. I think in the beginning, I don't want to. I'm not trying to make bold, any like super bold claims here, but I think in the beginning they mentioned it was supposed to be four people, so it might have been like a mixed tag or like a fatal four way, and oh. then the one, the one of the people got like that couldn't make it, so they turned it into this triple threat. I can't remember exactly though. I think I remember the announcer mentioning something about that. I could see that then. So in fact, how much action was in this match? Either either way, there was so much so much happening. Mm-hmm. In this match. Speaking of so much happening, it was was pretty. We got our awesome Mexican standoff point here, where they all get back up in the ring, all at their feet at the same time, and Sapphire goes off on both of them with consecutive. Well, well, while while they're all getting up, they're all chopping each other in like a triangle. But while they're all going from like on their knees to standing, they're all just hitting each other with chops the whole way up. Mm. Then, as I said, as I jumped the gun a bit, Sapphire goes off on these two consecutive chops, but that is short-lived because the two of them stop her by super-kicking her into another dimension for a little bit. Yeah, that was real. So now it's just the two... The two of them... It's now just Joe, hey, and Danny. And they waste no time going at each other. Joe comes out on top, though, uh, by backflipping to avoid a strike from Danny and then hitting him with a cutter that he calls the Flaming Twist Cutter. The Flaming Twist? What a name. Mm -hmm. It's like an anime move. Yeah, right. But in a <laughs> cruel twist of fate here, Sapphire gets back into the ring and then uses Danny to hit him with a with a cutter as well with a cutter as well. Yes. So Joe gets taken out with his own cutter, and Sapphire then turns her attention towards Danny and takes him out with a Hurricane Rana, but it's not enough to get her the win, so she goes to the middle rope. And here, Joe stops her with several strikes, gets her in a fall away fall away slam position. And from the second rope, while still holding on to her this whole time. He backflips and slams Sapphire back first onto the mat. Fucking mm-hmm. awesome. I think we forgot about the Panama Sunrise that uh, Reed pulled off. I think I might have missed that in these notes. It was right It was right after she did, like, the, the double cutter. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, right after that. And then she picked up Lando and did the Panama Sunrise. Probably was in, like, that big mix of action in there. And then and then it was the flipping senton spot. Yes. Good call. So after she gets slammed to the mat, uh, Joe, <laughs> she kicks out of it. So Joe kicks her out of the ring. Don't need mm-hmm. that. And he f- frustratingly goes after Danny. 
after, uh, but he gets cut off mid-running the ropes when Danny nails him with a standing Spanish fly. Just out of nowhere, out of pocket. Which was dope. It was great. Uh, you always love your Spanish flies, Mikey. How can I not? It's a great-looking move. Except Danny, so Danny didn't like Sapphire, heads to the top rope after Joe kicks out. And like before with Sapphire, Joe climbs up and tries to stop him. However, this time, Danny knocks Joe backwards. And as he's hanging off the ropes, Danny double stomps him in the chest to drive him into the mat. He then Which was awesome. finishes Joe off with his package next stop driver he calls Fear Itself. <laughs> the horrifying. Yeah, that's a fucking name. But as he is pinning Joe, Snapfire sneaks back into the ring, gets behind Danny, grabs both his arms, and puts him in a, a crucifix roll-up and pins him. Yeah, she gets the win here. She gets a cheeky win Despite the odds being against her of these two initially starting out the match, trying to beat her ass, and she pins the champ. So now, for the this promotion, it went into the matter of if Joe or, or Danny wins, whoever wins has to probably fight her next as she's just pinned the champ. Oh, probably. And I'm like, that's I'm like, that's a that's a dope finish. In in in, in wrestling rules, you beat the champ, you get a title shot, right? Always, hundred percent. It never That's always how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. That ne- never gets uh forgotten about at points. <laughs> All right, so what are we giving this triple threat matchup from UKPW? I was torn a bit on my rating for this match because I thought I was going from, like, solid to great, but I think I'm going to lean more towards the great for this match. I thought that each person in this match came out looking better, and I thought that because of the crowd as well being behind Sapphire, this match felt like an even fight between all three of them and just kind of enhanced the action in the match. Yes, I agree. Uh, And before, let's... Zach, do we want (sighs) to... Do we want to reveal our little thing we've been talking about now mm. on air live I think the, about our rating system? I think the idea is money, but we'll wait for the one-year anniversary. Okay. All right. We'll hold it off. Or, so we'll, like, we'll stick to our it, normal uh, scale for is now. Is it 100 but, episodes, I think? Yeah. It's, we're, it's something like that. We're getting close. Um, so, like, like I said, we have some changes coming to our scale, our rating system. We're uh, finding it hard to rate it on our normal scale. But I think this, the one we have coming is gonna make things a, a little more a little more clear about how we feel about matches yep all right so we're gonna stick to our old scale right for now of uh miss out or mark out uh so zach what are you giving this match i give this match a high man yeah i think i'm with you ah yeah i think i'm with you there it's very close though it's very close there i think for me what's holding it back from a mark out is that there was a couple of spots that felt a little awkward where or there were some strikes that just didn't really land for me. Like there was still some stuff I can point out in this match that I wasn't a fan of. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think the action was there. It was super fun. They it was super fast paced, which was awesome. Uh, and these three just didn't let up for a single second. But like I said, it still had a, a little a couple of awkward moments here and there. So I think that's what's keeping it from the mark out. So I'm with you on the high mat here. Excellent. I'm glad to see we are of the same mind. Uh, they're. <laughs> Whenever we do get the new system start, probably in episode 100, uh, the ratings will be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they differ. Well, that is, that is it for that, that is it for the triple threat match. Why don't we move on to what we got coming next, but first, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, 
present or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the count out network of podcasts. And also you can support us on the count out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows. All right. All right. We are back. Zach, we are here to talk about Ashley Fox versus Kaya McKenna. Now that we have returned, uh, from women's wrestling revolution. What were your thoughts on this one? First off, I was not expecting to see a match from Borscht at the beach. I didn't realize it until the announcer said it. I was like, they're on a beach. I was like, oh, a beach. Like it's been, it's been like since Masha Slam, it just Borscht. The- here at Borscht at the, the beach. beach. I was like, it's like, oh, I, I see. Like, of course, there would be more than one match than the one match we saw. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I thought this match was the for me. It was solid. I agree. Uh, I I think I've seen one or two of each of these of each of their matches. I think. Mm-hmm. Might have been on dark. It might have been something else. But I came into this pretty with a pretty fresh look at it, both of them. Uh, yes. Starting off this match, of course, Kaya towering over Ashley. Uh, do the classic, yeah. making sure that's no test of strength. Nah, too small. I did like, however, that Ashley it doesn't just stand there. She kicked Kaya in the gut and then threw her. <laughs> Ashley was not having it. I feel like she, she was like, she was like, yeah, I know, I'm short. Get fucked. I feel like she gets that joke done on her way too often. Oh yeah, so uh, you, you just gotta you just gotta hit him back with the how's the weather up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming from a fellow short person, mm-hmm. or you can just curse them by pointing at them, or kick him in the gut and throw him to the ground, just like actually Vox did. Kick him in the shin, do whatever. You <laughs> listen, need. you listen, you got your your listen. Just since they're so tall and you're so short, your legs are perfectly in their like gut range. Just get them exactly. <laughs> So after this Irish whip, this kind of goes causes the two of them to go back and forth counting each other until Ashley eventually takes out Kaya with a single leg drop kick to the face. So Kaya runs to the outside because she's the heel in this match. Uh, and while Ashley isn't able to hit her with a suicide dive, she wants to hit because Kaya moves out of the way. So Ashley's got to stop mid suicide dive. She does make up for this by sentoning onto her from the apron. Mm-hmm. And this is at the point of the match where I realize that we're actually on a beach. Because up until this point, yeah. I just saw the ocean, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. We might be on, like, a boardwalk again. No. And then, and then you're like, oh, right onto the sand, huh? I was like, oh, okay. Oh, imagine wrestling a match with sand in your trunks. Oh, Ugh. sounds fucking miserable. So, I, I, give her, I give her credit for that sand, Todd. I, I wouldn't have pulled it off, not because I was scared of hitting the sand, but just, just so I didn't get sand anyway. I wouldn't want to fall down on the outside, because I wouldn't want any sand to get in my mouth or eyes in the middle of the match. I feel like that'd be just an absolute nightmare. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Ah, <laughs> oh, great joke every time. You gotta go for, always go for the prequel meme when you can. I love prequel memes, so I'll never <laughs> not laugh at it. Anyway. So, shortly after, Ashley chucks Kaya into the ring and gets her in a kind of like a head crank arm bar hold. But it isn't as mm-hmm. effective as she was hoping for because Kaya stands up, still in the hold, and she converts it into a spinning sidewalk slam because she's a lot taller and a lot stronger than The spinning than sidewalk slam looked fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's something I wanted to point out that caught my eye during this match was that spinning sidewalk slam was really good. Yeah, agreed. You ever just you ever just see a move and you were like, if I was a professional wrestler, that's something I would. Do. Oh yeah, 
all the time. I'd see a move, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that would be like one of my signatures, hundred percent. This this spinning power, this spinning sidewalk slam is like one of those things where I saw it and I was like, if I was a wrestler, I'd use that fucking move. Nah, for me, it's a uh, for me, it's like the code red. I love the code red. Oh, I love the fucking the Falcon Arrow man. Oh. Falcon Arrow is great. Uh, uh, specifically Jay White's Uranagi, where he like takes him from one side and just picks him up to the other and just slams oh, him down. It good looks old so Uranagi intense. looks so good. A good, a really good Uranagi looks so brutal, man. Looks like Samoa Joe sit your like, ass down. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta just. Sometimes you gotta just make the the like take a basic move and do it really, really well, and you'll stand out. Right? Oh yeah, like it's like, like it's not always about being flashy, doing the flippy shit, right? Like, like the like. No, no offense to that. Like anybody who loves that kind of wrestling, I love it too. Mikey's it's great. the lucha guy, Come but on. yeah, exactly. I love it. Like it's great. I love that that flippy shit. But I'm saying, oh, I. Uh, also, just like wrestlers, just doing a very like basic wrestling move really well or in a unique way can take you so far, also, and take a match so far, and take my enjoyment of the match so far as well. Anyway, that was a weird tangent to go off of of a spinning sidewalk slam, <laughs> but I just wanted to say something, say something about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Ashley's now down after this gorgeous ten out of ten beautiful spinning sidewalk slam. So we then get into a sequence of events where Kaya simply put, she just dominates Ashley thanks to her, as I was saying before, her size and her power. Yeah. Way bigger, way stronger is how it feels. Absolute domination. At one point after like a backdrop suplex, Kaya gets Ashley in the corner and she just rams her boot into her neck until the ref forces her to stop. Classic. And then she gets Ashley out of the corner with a judo throw and she uses it several times. Like her, she just like holds onto Ashley's arm base and just keeps throwing her going like one more. Mm-hmm. The crowd is like, the crowd is both cheering and booing for her at the same time. The crowd's like, yes, we want to see wrestling, but not against her, please. Yeah, because uh, one thing I forgot to mention here, there was a bit of context I just remembered. This is Ashley's hometown. Right, yes. I had forgotten about that because the, the commentators mentioned it at the very end of this match. And I was like, oh, no wonder she was so cheered, besides the fact that she's good at wrestling, obviously. Besides the fact that she's actually Fox, yeah. <laughs> However, Kaya is forced to eventually let go of this judo throw, like, uh, Cobra Clutch she's got her in. Because mm-hmm. Ashley fish hooks the side of her mouth. Got him. Which, as I learned later, sea stars is her finisher or part of her finisher. Part of her finisher, yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, fair enough. I- I'd want to let go too. Then gotta have the nautical beam finishing moves. So, mm-hmm. So uh, with momentum on her side, now Ashley tries to send her on top of Kai after taking her down with the snapmare. Except Kai rolls out of the way, so they both end up just knocked down because Kai is still fucked up from the sent on and the uh, the fish hook uh, so they both get onto their knees they start slamming forearms into each other's faces kind of li- and mm-hmm. uh they both slowly get to their feet and once they each stand up kaya shoves ashley away then boots her away but ashley responds with a super kick under the jaw down and which g- I, I, mm. right nice. into the jaw right in the kiss pow right in the it was a, it was a great looking super kick and again they're both knocked down and when they each get up they run the form off that I was just talking about. They run it back. They get the salty run back. Do it again. And this time, Ashley shows she's the clear winner I, I here. I do it again. I do it again. Repeatedly forearm and Kaya in the face. <laughs> After she relents doing this, uh, she hits Kaya with a European uppercut and an enziguri. When Kaya does actually recover from this and begins to move towards her, she tries to hit Ashley but misses. And Ashley responds to this by getting a uh, fish hook cinched in on the side of her mouth. Yes. 
And then, oddly enough, here, when Ashley goes for the ripcord to, like, ripcord this fish hook to hit her, Kaya just kind of collapses. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, hmm, miscommunication or selling? I don't know. Because it looked like Ashley was ready to punch her in the face. Just, oh, she's so exhausted. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was, I was commentary, be like, oh, she was so exhausted, she couldn't even get the... This has been such a physical matchup, it must have taken a toll on both yeah, competitors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, so Ashley goes to pin her. Kai, we, rip, we, we rip on commentators a lot, but I would love to be oh, like a I, wrestling if, commentator. Good lord. Maybe if I was younger, I would have been a wrestler, but these days, I'd be a commentator. 100%. God, same, dude. I just, want to, I just want to talk about it. I just want to fucking be on. I, I just want to fucking talk about it. when I talk about these matches to be like Excalibur. Right? Like, fuck, dude. God That's what dear. I want to do. Let's just, fuck it. Let's just drop the podcast and go into business. Let's just try to, let's just try to be a commentary team for, like, local promotions. F it. Who knows? Maybe it could work. <laughs> so, after Kaya kicks out of not getting hit with the, with the, with the, with the ripcord, but still being tired, mm-hmm. she gets back in this match by hitting Ashley with a jawbreaker and then Irish whipping her into the ropes in order to knock her into the bottom of the corner with a pounce attack. But it doesn't get her the win, unfortunately. So she gets Ashley. The pounce was great, though. Another good move by her. She's got some good power moves in her arsenal. Mm-hmm. So she gets Ashley up on her shoulders in a fireman's carry, but then Ashley wiggles out of the hold like a worm and locks in a fish hook armbar finisher that she calls the real catch because she's the real catch. The real catch. <laughs> and she picks up the win here. Cha. I thought this was a solid match. So good. <laughs> Yeah, this match was this match was solid. These two really kicked the crap out of each other, right? Eh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there were some points in this match where I feel like things were not the smoothest. There's some miscommunications. Looks at the ripcord spot, then looks away. <laughs> but regardless of that, crowd was good. Match was well paced. I liked it. Get some math from me. Agreed. Uh, solid math from me as well. This match was uh, pretty pretty good, and they uh, both showed off what they could do, right? Like. Mm-hmm. They, I think they were. They both highlighted their their strengths in in wrestling. And I, anytime you highlight both competitors at the end of a match, it was a good match. I think mm-hmm. so. Now, all right, let's get into yeah. Let's get into the. Let's get into this. Let's get into this guy here. This. Let's get break into this one. It has been a fucking minute since we've had a match from a, a fucking. Te- it's been a minute since we've had like a technical wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh yeah. And uh, last time we saw a match from Fred Yeha, I think, was that one match I have where it looked like it was shot through a fish lens with weird audio. Oh, yeah. But I'll never forget the match that made me a fan of, of Yeha and Garcia, actually, too. Actually, these were early on. Ryan gave us the suggestion for Yeha that, that made me a fan of his, and I found mm-hmm. the Garcia match. God, that was like the first episode after the fucking the pilot episode. Fuck me. Yeah, dude. Anywho, Fred Yeha, Daniel Garcia, AW Pro. It's a technical matchup between two technical masters, with Yehai leaning more to his power side and Garcia leaning more towards his speed and his, uh... I'm, I'm not gonna lie, leaning more towards his speed and just his enduring nature. Yes. boy, howdy, Garcia takes a fucking beating in this match. This, yeah, this match is... It, it t- like, textbook definition of, like, textbook wrestling, mm. right? Like, these two are nailing each other with holds they are reversing each other it is a, a clinic of a technical wrestling fiesta mm-hmm. so right off the bat these two lock up go toe to toe with each other with grabs holds all the all the fixins until Garcia takes uh, down Yehai with a single leg takedown Yehai gets a rope break and then like still holding his leg the two of them are just kind of staring each other in the face they slap the shit out of each other 
mm-hmm. and then they stand up. They go back at it again, and even though Yeah gets the upper hand with the side headlock takeover, Garcia is able to neutralize him with a leg lock hold on his neck. Slowly but surely, though, Yehai gets out of it, and he attacks Garcia's leg for the two of them get up, and they run it back again. Yeah. However, this time, Yehai gets Garcia in a firm wrist lock, picks him up, and then just slams him to the fucking mat. Shortly Ooh. after, when he gets Garcia in a locked in a sharpshooter, Garcia gets a rope break very quickly and resets the match again. And it's very clear yeah. in this match that Garcia, while he is a little shit, and I love him for it, He's not an idiot, and he realizes that if Yehai gets him locked in a hold, he's going to fuck him up really badly. Mm-hmm. And not even only holds. Yehai was also like, Yehai was going ham with strikes as well. Mm, there's Yehai was laying his fucking elbows in and his knees mm. in. Like he was, yeah, he was hitting hard, and he was he, he was hitting hard, and his holds were tight as hell. Right? Mm. Oh yeah. There, everything Yehai did just looks so brutal. The scary part about this too is that during this whole time, we're in the phase of this match where Yehai's taking Garcia easily. Like, there's a point in this match where I'll, we'll get to where like a split, a switch is flipped, and Yehai goes from easy mode to boy, you done fucked up mode, and he starts to <laughs> fuck Garcia up. We'll get to that in a bit though. So match is reset again. <laughs> Yehai gets taken to the mat by Garcia, and again Yehai starts to get the upper hand, and Garcia gets a rope break again. He's yeah. he's smart, just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Except this time, Yehai disrespectfully gets like right up in Garcia's face and like postures, motions for him to stand up. Like he still is not taking Garcia seriously. And uh, one thing you should never do with Daniel Garcia is disrespect him to his face. Because boy, howdy, mm-hmm. he will show you why that was a horrible mistake. These two lock up again. The moment they do, though, Yehai shoves Garcia into the corner and stiffly chops him across the chest. Gunshot chop. That's what all these fucking chops were. Whereas most of Shudder and Pain, though, Garcia looks like someone just kind of woke him up because he just throws Yehai in the corner and returns the favor with another chop of his own. And as a reactionary method to this, Yehai snapmares Garcia out of the corner and drop kicks him in the side of the fucking head. Not wasting an ounce of time, though, Yehai then locks in his Koji Clutch finisher that he refuses to let go an exceedingly long amount of time despite the fact that Garcia actually crawled to the bottom rope and got a rope break. I was actually annoyed with the ref here. I'm not going to lie, Mikey. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yo, get him off of him, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, right? Like, the ref was not the ref was not really uh, doing a great job of there were points. enforcing the rules. I was like, bro, he's literally being, like, trapped in this hole, and you're not getting to, like, oh, let him, get him, let the fuck go, bro. Yeah, right? Like, jeez, like, do something. But after he finally fucking lets go, you can immediately tell that Yehai ain't fucking about anymore after this no. incident because he gets Garcia in the corner and chops him so far that he knocks Garcia off his feet to the bottom of the corner. And as Garcia is just laying there in pain, wondering how the fuck he's going to get back into this match, Yehai uses the corner to jump into the air and then he just double stomps Garcia's chest. Two huge stomps. Ruthlessly, mm-hmm. Yehai wraps his whole body around Garcia in a rear naked choke after this and just punishes him over and over again. Until Garcia finally gets up to his feet and chops him about as hard as he can. To which case, Yehai responds with one of his own, which causes the two of them to then repeat. And in the end, Garcia, as I said, he is a stubborn motherfucker. And enduring one as well. He endures all this punishment, gets oh, a good yeah. couple shots in, but the moment... But he gets... 
he gets his receipt from Ye uh to Yehai in the form of Mm -hmm. In the end, Garcia does endure Yehai's punishment. He even gets a couple good chops in here, but uh, he gets his receipt in the, for this in the form of Yehai slamming his arm over his shoulder and just chopping him across the chest and then battering him with a form to the back of the neck. And the moment that Garcia hits the fucking mat like a goddamn assassin, Yehai jumps onto his back and locks in the Koji clutch so fucking fast that you could blink and miss this shit. Yeah. That man... I give him props. He knows how the fuck to put his finisher in instantly from any spot. Mm -hmm. Which definitely shows you how smart Garcia was to take the rope break whenever he could. Yup. You, you are absolutely correct. So even though Garcia is able to actually escape this coaching clutch and endure more chops from Yehai, when he gets a single leg takedown on Yehai, finally seeming like he's going to get into this match, Yehai counters it with another rear naked. But Garcia counters this counter by... Flipping onto his feet so that Yehai's still like got his shoulders on the mat, and he puts him in his own rear naked choke. Mm -hmm. Continuing this streak of violence we've got here now, the two go back and forth just battering each other. For the first time in this match, Garcia actually takes like full control of this match by booting Yehai so hard that he just flops backwards onto the mat. Which was just like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, he fucking knocked his lights out with that. Jesus Christ. And this is, as I said, it wasn't other points of this match, Garcia got like a of the advantage, this is the point where Garcia is full-blown, like, in the driver's seat, and man, he makes every moment of this count. Taking advantage Efficiently, of it. Efficiently, he just keeps Yehai down by hitting him with thick chops to the chest. Everything he does, counter with a different hold that he refuses to break hold, max amount of time on the ropes, no fucking mercy. And it all comes to a head after Garcia gets Yehai in a figure-four leg lock that he refuses to break until the ref forces him Again, when you head gets to the bottom ropes. And the whole time that Garcia's got this hold, and I love this, he's just trash-talking Yehai to his face. <laughs> like, come on, you want to fuck me up? Come on, mm -hmm. tap, you little bitch. Fucking tap. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love him. I love him so much. And when Yehai tries to crawl away to recover, Garcia just starts to disrespectfully kick him and treat him like Yehai very much did earlier when he was on the floor as well. And is at this moment... That Yehai seems like he went from fucking about to actually seems like he sees Garcia as a threat. Because he kind of smiles like, you got the balls to do that to me? Okay. Gets up out of the corner. The two go back to each other. He Garcia ducks a back fist from him. He then takes Yehai to the ground, but he's unable to do much else because Yehai grabs both of his wrists, stomps his chest while leaning back onto the while he's like leaning back on the mat. And the moment Garcia, like, falls forward, Yehai puts him in the Koji clutch again. Garcia is able to escape this barely by keeping his chest to the mat and to, like, upwards towards the sky. So he avoids the clutch. What he doesn't avoid is the punishment that Yehai responds with when he sees this, which is he just takes his hands, just makes them in a hammer fist, and just slams them into his chest and his head. This shit sounded like a hammer pounding a nail in. Like, yeah. I winced. I was Terrifying. like, oh, God. And Garcia sells this sudden but effective assault really well. While, like, he's, like, gasping for air on the ground as Yehai gets to his feet. Frustrated that Garcia hasn't been taken down by the clutch yet, though. He just boots Garcia in the face, but it pisses him off again. Another slap to the face, another boot to the jaw. Garcia stands up. They go at it back and forth the chops until Garcia hits consecutive European uppercuts to the chest, nearly rolls Yehai up. And when he Garcia takes him down after the single leg. 
he makes a very fatal mistake, Mikey. Yes, he does. He underestimates Yehai when he's on his back foot. Never, ever do that. He goes to lock him in a submission, and Yehai grabs him from the floor, flatlines him face first into it, and before Garcia can even think about the bottom rope, puts him in a Koji clutch instantly, takes his hand, just hammer fists him in the face over and over again, and Garcia finally taps out to Yehai. Yes. I really, really like the finish of this match. Me too. Not only was it out of nowhere, but it like fit perfectly to the fact that all match, Yehai had been just effortlessly and just out of nowhere just hitting these Koji clutches. And it made Garcia's paranoia in the match make more sense. And it would make sense that the moment Garcia like is fucked up after getting beat up, that he just forgets to block it and he gets put in it and just loses instantly. I also enjoyed how, despite the fact that neither guy was a, really a face or heel, I was just happy to see two dudes thought thought they were better than the other one fucking each other up, to be honest. Yeah, me too. It's good. It was just like, this match was, this match was insane. These two, like you said, these two were fucking each other up. Like, like just insane strikes, insane holds, mm. just back and forth. Like, they both had control at some point. This match was just nuts. Uh, Yehai just... Looked like he murdered Garcia at the end. <laughs> oh, he killed him. Uh, uh, this match was great. Uh, what would you give this match the rating, Mikey? I, I think I'm going to give it a mark out. I think... This match was nuts. I will agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, this match is insane, dude. It's a great fucking match. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, boy. Pretty solid week of wrestling this week. I agree. I do say so myself. Uh... Yeah, that was it. Was a great week of wrestling. Why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, talk about what we're bringing next week to the table? Of course. All right. So as Mikey chose the majority of the matches two weeks ago, I will choose the majority this week. So we've got Envy Young versus JD Drake uh, at Enjoy Wrestling because I really like the work JD Drake does on AW. I've been a fan of him for a while now, and I want to see a match where I don't think he's going to instantly lose because the guy he's fighting is like John Moxley. So that I'm excited for that. And finally, a wrestler that I've wanted to review on the show for a while with you, Mikey. Chris Brooks yes. versus Saki Akai at DDT Pro Wrestling. I've come to realize these days that I should just look up these people that um these wrestlers that are in Japanese promotions, their name in Japanese. Because it doesn't yeah. show up on my normal search. But if I do it in Japanese, I could probably find it more. So if you see that more often on this show. That's the reason why, because I've wanted to match this guy for so long, and he just has evaded me for so long. All right. So really, I'm, right. I'm very I'm excited to get into his match. Pumped for this. And finally, Mikey, what have you brought? I brought Trisha Dore versus Logan Easton Larue from Beyond Wrestling. El Clasico. Yeah, I'm excited to see this one. These two are gonna murder each other. Oh, of course, it's gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> All right. Now, that, now that we are done with the previews, why don't we get into the plugs? Uh, tip. We of course you can follow us uh, on Twitter at Indie Waters where we tweet about all of these matches that we talked about today and give you the links of where you can go see them for yourself and form your own opinions. We also always are open to suggestions from our fans about what matches we should watch. So if you have a suggestion for this show, uh, hit us up at Indie Waters on Twitter. You can also go follow our mothership network, the Countout Network, over at Countout Pod on Twitter, where you can catch up with all the other shows here on the Countout Network such as Your Dose of Death, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, Ring Post Radio, and so much more. Uh, we have a great lineup here on uh, 
the Counter Network. And we have some more coming very, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. We have some big announcements coming up for next month. Uh, lots of fun stuff happening on the Counter Network. So stick around. Be a part of it. Uh, and I hope you are all excited because I think I think we're we're going in a fun in a fun little direction here. Oh yeah, changes right. are coming. And it's going to be changes fun. are coming. Mm-hmm. I agree. So why uh, I that you can go follow the Countout Network also on YouTube. Subscribe over there. Uh, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network and like us on Facebook as well under the same name. You can also go check out our website countoutpod.com, uh, where we have all the information about all of our podcasts uh, over there. Uh, and you could also hit us up if you want a, your own podcast on the Count Network, or if you want to write for us, you can also go email us over there uh, and contact us over at countoutpod.com. And we are getting a uh, uh, we are also getting uh, Count Network is also transitioning to T Public uh, instead of countoutpod.com slash store because we are going we are going to be selling uh, some of our stuff over at T Public to make it a little easier on everybody. Uh, so if uh, once once that launches, we will let you know. Once our public is launched with items, we will let you know uh, where you could start buying some merch. Uh, and I believe, oh, go go join the Cannot Discord. Uh, hit us up, email us uh, if you want the li- email us or hit us up on Twitter if you want the link. Uh, we'll invite you, let you in. You can come join the Cannot community over on Discord and talk about all kinds of wrestling with all kinds of fun people. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right, I believe that about does it for the plugs. Zach, you got anything? No. Didn't think so. So that just leaves us one thing left to say, and that is to remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.